Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is July 26th. Today we're going to continue in the book of Esther. And yesterday we talked about how the king gathered all these young, beautiful people to him and they marched in front of him and he chose who he liked best, right? But let's take a little bit deeper look into what we find about Esther here in Esther chapter two, what we can learn about her and her character. First of all, in verse 7, we learn that her non-Jewish name is Esther, but that her real name, her Jewish name, the name of her heritage was Hadassah. I think it's so fascinating that her given name or her new name is Esther, because Esther means to hide or to conceal. Now, something that we didn't talk about yesterday in this whole process of her being purified and being marched before the king is that at one point, Mordecai, who is a servant in the king's palace, tells her or warns her to keep her heritage and to keep her religion to herself, not to preach it, not to spread it, not to let people know that she is a Jew. Which is interesting because aren't we all supposed to be every member a missionary? Aren't we supposed to let our light shine so that others can see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven? Aren't we supposed to be proud of our religion and our heritage? When I was thinking about this, it reminded me of years ago before my mission, I went to a comedy club with my sister and her husband and and myself. And I had my mission call. I was ready to go. It was very missionary minded. And as we were in that comedy club, the comedian asked, do I have any return missionaries in the audience? And I turned to my brother-in-law expecting him to raise his hand and be really proud of that service. And I looked at my brother-in-law and I said, what are you doing? Be proud of your service. Be proud of that work that you did. And he looked at me and he said, I am prouder of that two years than I am of anything else that I've done, but I'm not about to cast my pearls before swine. He is looking for a joke and I'm not going to let that service or my religion be the butt of his joke. And that always stood out to me. That was always really powerful for me because yes, we are supposed to let our light shine. And yes, we should be proud of our heritage and our religion and our beliefs. But sometimes it's okay or maybe even necessary to not say anything and just to let it go by. Mordecai understood this and he understood that it would be better for Esther and better for the Jews in the long run if she kept that hidden or concealed. So just like her name means to hide or to conceal, she hid and she concealed her heritage and her beliefs and her religion. So Esther gets brought into the king's house and they're going to go through this purifying ritual that's going to take a long time. And so in the meantime, there's a man named Haggai who became, as the scriptures call it, the keeper of the women. He's kind of like their chaperone or their host there in the king's house. And I love what it says about Esther and Haggai. In verse nine, it says, and the maiden pleased him and she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her her things for purification, which such things as belonged to her. And he preferred her and her maids to the best place of the house of the women. So I love what this teaches us about Esther's character. She's the kind of person, and we see it in a couple different places. She's the kind of person that people gravitate to. Haggai liked her, immediately preferred her over everyone else because of her character and because of her goodness. I think we've all known or met people like that, that when we're in their presence, we just feel better. We just feel good. 
It is my lifelong goal to be one of those people who lift up and raise up and make those in my presence feel better. But clearly this was something that Esther had obtained. This is someone who she was, that those around her kind of gravitate to her and feel better for being in her presence. What a wonderful gift. And keep in mind how young she is, probably around 14 years old. And to be that kind of person at such a young age tells us so much about her character. Now, really quick, I'm going to interrupt this study of Esther's character to show us the character of Mordecai. I love a verse that falls right here, and it just teaches us so much about Mordecai's heart. Verse 11 says, And Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. I love that. It reminds me of Samuel's mother. How even though Samuel wasn't with her and wasn't living with her, she remembered him all the time, remembered him all year. She made him a coat every single year. And then when she went to the temple, she would bring that to him. Here we see Mordecai who has been raising Esther and how much love he has for her. So much so that every single day as he is working in the house of the king, he makes sure that he's walking those halls where the women are so that he can get word of how she's doing, of how she is making sure that she is okay. I love that fatherly love that we see from him right there. So now it's time for all the women to come before the king. And there's a really interesting detail that we see in verse 13. It says, Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. So one by one, these women are going to go before the king. But before they go to the king, anything that they need, anything that they ask for is given to them before they go. Now, I don't know what they're asking for here. Maybe they need balls to juggle to impress him. I don't know if it's perfume so that they smell good, makeup so that they look nice, nice new clothes. I'm not sure. But clearly, this was something that the women were all asking for things so that they could make the very possible best impression on the king. But let's take a look at when it's Esther's turn. It says, Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who he had taken for his daughter, was come to go into the king, she required nothing but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. So when it's Esther's turn, they're like, okay, what do you need? What do you want? Do you want perfume? Do you want makeup? Do you want new clothes? Do you need balls to juggle? Whatever it was. And she said, I don't need anything other than what's been given to me to complete the purification process. I don't need anything to impress the king. Now, this tells me either one of two things. Maybe Esther was trying to not impress the king understandably, it would be terrifying to be the next queen standing next to this horrible king. Remember what he did to his last queen? He not only humiliated her, but he banished her, possibly killed her. Maybe she just didn't want to be his queen. And so she's like, you know what? I don't want to look any better than I actually do. But maybe she understood that her worth was more than what she smelled like or the makeup on her face or the clothes that she wore. Maybe Esther understood who she was, just like Vashti did. Maybe she understood that her worth came from far more than anything in the outside. I love that little detail that we get here in the story. One other really neat detail that we see in this verse is we get the name of Esther's father. That's really interesting because we never meet Esther's father. He died long before the story began, but we get his name. 
and his name is Abihail, which means father of strength. Maybe that means that he was a strong father, but I think it means he is the father of someone strong. Because who is stronger than Esther? My friends, it's my testimony and it's my belief that strength comes from knowing who we are. Courage comes from understanding our purpose and our identity. And here, Esther is full of both of those things, purpose and identity. And with those two things, she finds strength within herself to save her people. That was one of her defining characteristics was her strength. And we can be strong as well as we come to understand more fully our identity and center our lives and our hearts more fully in Christ. President Monson once said, as we make Christ the center of our lives, our fears will be replaced by the courage of our convictions. We can have courage, we can have faith, we can have strength as we come to better understand our identity as children of God. We can gain more strength as we come to better understand our relationship with the Savior, just like Esther did. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 